Good morning. It's May 23rd, a bright, cool morning in New York City. This is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The Los Angeles Dodgers re-invited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to their Pride Night after having been bullied into disinviting them by a bogus pressure campaign by Bill Donahue, the man who has been going around for years calling himself the Catholic League. In an era of ever more florid and powerful hard right-wing Catholicism, with reactionary Catholics dominating the Supreme Court and acting as power brokers throughout the Republican Party, it was really striking to see how thin the roster was on the letterhead from Donahue that cowed Major League Commissioner Rob Manfred into getting the Dodgers to rescind the invitation at first. No former Attorney General Bill Barr, no Leonard Leo, no Ron DeSantis, just Linda Chavez, Alan Keyes, people who are has-beens from their earlier careers of being marginal weirdos. And yet the words Catholic League were enough to get Major League Baseball and the Dodgers to clown themselves until they had to turn around and reverse it. Strangely enough, the Times story about the reversal doesn't mention the Catholic League at all. It simply says there were complaints from politicians and religious groups. I guess Marco Rubio also complained, under separate cover from Bill Donahue. As always, the moralists don't get rolled by these dumb fake panics. The Times didn't land on the front doorstep today for some reason, but the online version of the front page features Bakhmut falls to the Kremlin. What is one? It took the Kremlin almost a year and cost the lives of thousands of soldiers to capture Bakhmut, but now that Russian forces appear to have control of the Ukrainian city, it is fair to question the value of what they have gained. I mean, they've gained Bakhmut. They set out to conquer the city at any cost, and the Ukrainians set out to defend it. And in this case, they won. The story suggests that it might be a Pyrrhic victory, but it sure also seems like a pretty Pyrrhic loss for Ukraine. The Times writes, Ukraine's military has assessed that no fewer than 20,000 Russian troops were killed in the months-long battle and more than 100,000 wounded, according to a senior Ukrainian military official speaking on the condition of anonymity to discuss Ukraine's military strategy. He made his assessment two months ago and cautioned that this was a very rough estimate. And then, Ukraine too has suffered from high losses. Though Ukrainian officials have refused to give a precise number, their toll most likely includes many thousands killed and wounded. Even if we're pulling for the Ukrainians here, that seems like a rather mismatched data set. On page A22 of the paper, apparently, there would be the headline, Justice Department under Trump Extended Clinton Inquiry. The online subhead says, President Donald J. Trump and his allies tried to cast the Clinton Foundation as corrupt, but the years-long investigation sputtered to its conclusion without charges. Disclosure, your Indignity Morning Podcast host is married to someone who worked for the Clinton Foundation in the past. But speaking of disclosures, the Times story says, The Foundation became attack fodder for Republicans in 2015 after the conservative author Peter Schweitzer published the book Clinton Cash, the untold story of how and why foreign governments and businesses helped make Bill and Hillary rich, an investigation of donations that foreign entities made to the family organization. Mr. Schweitzer is the president of the Government Accountability Institute, where Stephen K. Bannon, Mr. Trump's former chief strategist, was a founder and the executive chairman. Missing from the Times' anatomy of that right-wing information operation is the central role that the New York Times played in promoting Schweitzer's claims. Later, the story mentions specifically critics focused on the foundation's receipt of large donations in exchange for supporting the sale of Uranium One, a Canadian company with ties to mining stakes in the United States to a Russian nuclear agency. The hyperlink in that sentence about the critics seizing on it leads to a page one New York Times story from April 24th, 2015, 
under the headline, the Clintons, the Russians, and Uranium. Because, as those who were around in 2015 and 2016 might recall, the New York Times was one of the most enthusiastic promoters of the idea that somewhere there was a big scandal lurking in the Clinton Foundation. A belief that kept them digging away at the Clinton Foundation and publishing front-page stories about the potential appearance of conflict of interest, while completely ignoring the Washington Post's ongoing coverage at the time of the Trump Foundation's spectacular corruption and self-dealing. It was a close and weird election, and many, many bad decisions by many, many institutions and individuals can plausibly be said to have been responsible for the outcome. But certainly among those, the Times' decision to use its agenda-setting power in the news cycle to hump the non-story of the Clinton Foundation at the behest of right-wing operatives stood out. Not that you would know that from reading today's Times story about how the whole thing fizzled out. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and support Indignity to keep us going. And we will talk again tomorrow.